0: Yeah, Thank totally <laughs> Welcome to the Black Boy Joy Show. It's R.V. Willis, and I'm here with uh, Mr. McGill and hey. nephew Mike is back, <laughs> and I have the super super author uh, Mark Xavier Deville is here with me, and D'Angelo Morrison. How you guys doing? Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> <Don't> worry, <laughs> you guys doing all right?
1: Yeah, doing great. Huh? Yeah. Hey. All right.
0: All right. So what we what are we having the drinks today? Mm. I'll start. <laughs> so I have something
1: to hydrate which is, is it? it's a sparkling water, watermelon flavor. hmm um,
2: forgot where I got it from. Uh and I have my
1: cocktail of the day. It
2: is my Renan Nephew rum with uh Ruby Red fruit juice.
0: Oh, okay. In a mason jar. Delicious. <laughs> In a good old mason jar.
2: It's what? Saturday afternoon, so I decided to go
0: with Four Loko instead. Four Loko? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I had to
2: throw it back. I had to throw it back a little bit.
0: No. Oh, okay.
2: What is your boy, D'Angelo? And I am
3: freaking Jack and Coke on today.
0: Oh, come on, Jack and Coke. Oh, no,
3: We're going dark. Today. Oh. What's got going on? It's still daylight. He went dark. <laughs>
4: Just like we're on the same page because I'm also sipping a little Jack Dane's as well. Yeah. So started off early. Right. Why not relax? <laughs> a long week of Zoom meetings. So it's great to be able oh. to finally just kick back and relax for a little
0: while. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's cool. How is the Zoom thing going? I tried to use it the other day and I couldn't get it's the sound really and all that stuff working. But it seems to me everybody seems they love it. I love it. Never I had never heard even anything. heard of it
3: amazing however it's really it's a lot because yeah. like if you're involved in a lot of different things i'm involved with a lot of different
1: organizations
3: a lot of different projects a lot of different advocacy groups right it's, it can be a lot because everybody's
0: using so mm. Everybody. yeah yeah see i lo- I love the i love messenger messenger's been been my savior this week so uh you guys ready for a little bit of uh black boy history Yes. History of a Black Boy. Just do it. Yeah, so today I have uh, Jason Collins. Uh, Jason Collins was born December 2nd, 1978, in Northridge, California. The seven footer began his professional basketball career in 2001 when he was selected by the NBA's Houston Rockets. Throughout his career, he played for multiple teams, including the Minnesota Timberwolves, the Washington Wizards, and the Atlanta Hawks. He was awarded, excuse me, he was awarded All-American, uh, Pete Newell Big Man, and also All Pac-10 and Parade All-American. After the two thousand and thirteen season finished, he came out publicly as gay. He began, he became a free agent and didn't play again until February two thousand and fourteen, becoming the first openly gay athlete to play in any of the four major North American pro leagues. Learn him and embrace his star power, Jason Collins. You guys, did you guys know that right, about him?
2: Jason Collins,
0: yes. Okay, I was like, you know, you have to know. He was all over Time Magazine and everything.
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> that's one I have not heard. I haven't heard that name a long time. That's,
0: that's yeah, yeah, he, uh, he, he's very pioneering, I should say. So, um, so. D'Angelo, tell us what's been going on. You' saying you've been really busy with uh, you know your meetings and stuff. What's been going on with you in your world?
3: Yes. Well, you know, I work at a you know, organization. I work at a hospital, mm-hmm. uh, so things have been really crazy. We can't go through this without acknowledging the coronavirus, as mm-hmm. we call it. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: yeah, not the yeah, not the other name, yeah. Really really,
3: yeah, yeah. Things have been really, really crazy with that. Everybody's really scared. Everybody's trying to figure out what information they can learn, everything that they can find out about it. How did they get it? How did they, they defeat it? All of that information. And it's been a lot um, mm. on healthcare workers like myself. Yeah. Um, but beyond that, this is work that we have to do and I'm excited to still do it every day. Um, I'm, I don't have the privilege of teleworking. Um, I have to go to my job every day right. um, to provide my services. But I'm excited to do it because mm. at the end of the day, somebody has to. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and it's great. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. my days are pretty much mostly just be working at Grady, me providing services, me doing my work with He is Valuable, and just you know trying mm-hmm. to be the best I can be within the organization, within mm-hmm. the community
0: that I serve. Yeah, yeah t- tell us a little more about uh, He is Valuable. Oh, baby, listen, He is Valuable is an amazing
3: organization, it's my baby. It is the organization that provides um, so much support and. And value to the community that we all serve, that we all uh, navigate through. Um, the event, um, he is Valuable as a, an organization um, that was founded by Richard
1: Hutchinson
3: um, and uh, And it is an organization that provides services and community support and value to Black men beyond HIV. So, the yeah. thing that happens with people who are in our community so often, black queer community. Is that people think about us as HIV? <laughs> HIV is the only thing that they talk about. Yeah. HIV is the only thing that people remember. And what's really cool about it is valuable is that we want to focus on everything else.
1: Yeah, <laughs> right.
3: Everything else but HIV. Yeah.
2: You know. Yes, we know that
3: that lives. We know that that thrives in our community. However, we also know that Black queer men have children. We also know that Black queer
1: men have jobs. Mm-hmm. We also know that black queer men have um, mental health issues um, and so many other things that
3: we have to deal with on
1: a day-to-day basis. Yeah. So his valuable focus is on everything
3: else mm-hmm. that has to do with black queer men. And I, and I really appreciate that about our organization because uh, it kind of makes us different. Everybody else focuses so much on those things, -hmm. HIV particularly. Uh Um, But within us, it's like, what else is there? Mm -hmm. What do black queer men, not black gay men, what do black queer men have to offer Mm -hmm. to our community?
0: There are so many Uh, different facets of us, so many other parts of us, not just that. You know what I mean? We know it's there. That's what I I was arguing and getting frustrated with movies, because every time you came out with a gay movie, the, the the topic of the movie was HIV. And it was like, there are so many other things about us that you can make a movie about, that you can make a TV show about. So you don't have to, it doesn't always have to be about HIV. You know, that's really good. Exactly. Thank you. Exactly. Thank you you exactly. if I could chime in right quick. Mm-hmm. About, why did you put an emphasis on saying black queer instead of black
3: gay? What's the difference? Yeah, so he is valuable. So one of the things that really sets us apart is that we try to find language and, um, things that set us apart from other people. Um, you know, one of the things that's really cool about this community in general is we can find terms and things that may have meant a certain thing in the past and redefine it or or,
1: or take it over and make it be something else. Um, so, for instance, the Slack community and the N-word. Mm. To use that as an example is we use that as a, a term of endearment, as sometimes like just
3: a way to identify our brothers and sisters, um, and so. Uh, he's Valuable was thinking really hard about, for us, we thought really hard about the community that we heard, um, and we were thinking, how do we identify everybody in our community? What word can we use to identify everybody right. in
1: our community?
3: Mm. Um, and there's not many words that we can use to identify everybody in our community. And So we looked at queer and queer we know for people who are a little bit older than some of the people on our staff um, Could be used as a word that is not so great Um, They were um, abused and (laughs) So many other different things that happened in the past with that word for older people than us Um, But we decided to take that word and Kind of change
1: it and make
3: it fit our own. yeah, um, Yeah. You know, our
1: mode kind of like the M4, Yeah. Um, we decided queer men is not to be a mm. Or queer people is to be a great So it kind of
3: encompasses everybody. Not just black men, mm. but yep. not just bisexual by- people. They're not just gay people. Not just gender non-performing people, but all of us. Yeah. Queer are encompasses everybody.
0: Mm. Good. I like that. I like that. I like that definition on that, Uh, Mister Mark Xavier. What's been going on with you? Are you are you in the middle of a book? I thought I heard you talking about a while ago. You're writing something new. Well, first, Liz, thank you so much
4: uh, for doing this. Man, it's so cool to be able to connect with people in the process of all this social distancing. I know. What's going on in the world of Marzabian? Well, for people who don't know, as R.B. stated, my name is Marzabian. I'm 33 from Mississippi. Um, I'm a author, uh, public health researcher, uh, currently employed at Emory University, which has granted me the luxury of teleworking. So mm. that's why I mentioned all those Zoom calls
1: I've been on. Mm. But I'm definitely not complaining because, you know, it is definitely a blessing to be able to
4: continue to uh, do what I do. Um, even though I work at Emory, uh, my opinions and views are my own. So there's no association today. Right. Um, (laughs) in the world of Marzavia Deville, I actually just completed uh, my first collection of poetry. It's called collection of a heart beaten and broken. Um, as soon as things transition to a more normal state, I do plan on releasing that, um, but I did have to debate on it that I want to do it virtually, which would be cool. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I do think that this um, this trying time has caused us to rethink how we connect. You know what I mean? Yes. And I have enjoyed <laughs> utilizing the technology to mm-hmm. still stay connected yet, stay distance to keep ourselves safe. Um, but I think I'm going to wait until uh, mm-hmm. everything comes down a bit and then release that.
0: Yeah. Um, so tell me a little downtime. bit. Are there... A few of the poems that are in there, like some like some of the poems that you have in the book. Are they, like, so inspirational? The here, are they and, more thought-provoking? Uh, a lot of the uh, poetry derived from love, relationships, uh, and just, like, dealing with things such
4: as identity sexuality. Mm, okay. Um, but a lot of the poems were written, like, just on the spot. Like, I'm the type of person... I could see something. It would represent something to me in my life, so i just sit down and put a pen to paper and just birth something. Mm -hmm. But in the process of, like, kind of social distancing before it became a thing, uh, it created a space where I could, like, just sit down and put my thoughts on paper. Because a lot of times when we're dealing with things and emotions, um, there are several ways we can process that. We can react, you know, we can go out we can um, become abusive, we can become violent, we can become angry, or we can find a way to channel those same emotions into something that's beautiful, something artistic, something that can inspire or encourage people that may be going through the same thing and show them that there's a different option. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that as I have transitioned into my adult years, one of the things that scared me the most was the fact that I – push further and further away from my imagination. I push further and further away from my creativity because I became so engulfed in Mm -hmm. my professional life, so engulfed in academia. But the creativity is the thing that I always been able to fall back on um, to help me understand myself even when I was having a hard time with that. Um, But it's raw and it's real. um, And I think that it's going to really, really uh, be impactful, especially
1: for black gay men. Oh, yeah. I'm, say, man, I gotta, I gotta I'm excited. Here. Would you consider yourself more of
2: an introvert than an yeah.
1: extrovert? Is this something that you're kind of used
0: to while the rest of us that are extroverts like <laughs> <laughs> me and D'Angelo... Um, oh, please, <laughs> are whatever. Are
2: you, just, you know, <laughs> used to being just, you know, shut in for, for the most
4: part? Getting your things down with poetry or you know, writing? I think that I've always been an introvert within myself with an extroverted personality. Uh, not ever being able to fully um, embrace my sexuality or how I identified kind of contributed to my inability to understand or see when other people accepted or appreciated it because I was forced to suppressed so many things of myself for so long that mm-hmm. when it's celebrated, it's uncomfortable because it's like, what? Um, I'm normal now? Oh, everything's cool now? This is okay? to be Right. So even though I always wanted to be social, even though I always wanted to connect with people, that just wasn't my environment. So I learned how to entertain myself and writing was one of those things. But now I find it such a a good opportunity to to be able to share that with people because now living here in Atlanta I've been able to connect with other artists, I've been able to connect with other black gay men um, that share similar interests or just different creative interests and keep each other empowered and encouraged and be able to just share our art and know that you know it's appreciated and it's valued.
1: Yeah,
0: black authors unite. That's right. I'm telling you, yeah, so nephew, what's been going on with you all week? Because you've been real busy, and folks been asking about you, and I'm like, I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> this, has
3: been a, this has been a whirlwind of a week for me, most of it having to
1: do with work. Mm. Um, of course, you know, uh, just like the people who are in the healthcare industry, if you're in retail or you're, you're in grocery, you're also needed right now. Yeah. So you got, you, you, we are constantly out of stock of something and constantly people are in need of something. Working weird hours. Um.
0: Uh, other than that, I've just been pretty much working on the next phase for good people. Yes. Yeah. I have another show that I'm probably, that I'm more than likely to do by the middle of the spring called Good News, Good People, which is more of a news format. So um, give us a quick synopsis of what D'Angelo the people is going to be. D'Angelo Morrison will probably be one of
2: my first guests on that. <laughs> I didn't contact so, D'Angelo, which I'm like, wow, uh-huh. Ooh, guess who's invited? Right. Why <laughs> did I
3: say I thought that sounded like a great show to be
1: on and I want to be involved? <laughs> <laughs> right. Of course, D'Angelo Morrison, um, who, who else? Of course, Devon Powell,
2: Isaac already has agreed and, um, more than likely Richard, I should say. Just a few names that I could drop for names, Yeah, right? that Yes. That is good yeah. Those are some
0: good ones. Yes, definitely. And Mr. McGill, I know you had a long week with your uh you know, your calls with the students and parents and things like that in classes. Well
2: I'm just feeling some kind of way that he didn't think that I could be that I could talk politics. Well that really that wasn't a, what it's about though, Sarah. Oh, okay. Never mind. My feelings are no longer hurt.
0: <laughs> oh, boy. Look, you um, didn't hurt his feelings now.
2: Yeah, no, work's been... I mean, this was an interesting week, uh, so I really need to get myself together create, like, a schedule and make myself complete some things. Mm. Because at a certain point, she's going to be... Our boss is going to be giving us some other things to do. Um, so... Like we have to do this webinar on tele
0: teletherapy uh-huh. we don't even do therapy as
2: yes it is but we're going to be doing teletherapy right um i mean i get it because of how long we're probably going to be out there's anxiety and stress and all these things and maybe we can do groups with teachers maybe parents or just um, sign on for a group and anybody could you know
1: join mm. i don't know okay but,
2: uh, that's gonna be a little interesting.
1: Okay.
0: Happy Saturday. Yeah, that that part. Happy Saturday to that. So um, so you guys probably don't know the process of how we do the show. So normally when we're together, we have our nephew, what is it called? The magic bag. The magic bag. No, the, <laughs> the magic family. So we get our we get our yeah, topics. We the see, right, bag. the magic bag. Well, I, we always you know, get our topics out of there. So, since we're doing this virtually, normally our guests are the ones who pull the topics out. But since we're doing it virtually, I'm going to pull the questions out for us. So, um, so our first question. <laughs> so our first question. <laughs> I have no. I have no clue.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. So our first question is. I thought I had it right here with me. Oh, all right. So, wow, okay. What is one mistake that you will never do again?
4: Let's start from
0: January of 1988.
3: <laughs> what? <laughs> Weren't the what? Let's start from day one
0: Yes. Who? Wait. Who was well, that?
2: Mine would be. Mine would be. Um, you said a mistake, right?
0: Yeah, a mistake that you. Yeah, so that you don't. You never want to do again. To,
1: to
2: separate myself from a relationship. <laughs> Mm. And, uh, hold mm. on for Rubens more tonight. signs. <laughs> <laughs> she don't trust my instinct. Right. So don't would, uh, trust your I instinct, uh, 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 Right. No, no, I didn't say and, don't and, trust uh, it, but trust, uh, trust, trust, trust you it.
0: Know? Mm. Uh, what about you, uh, Mr. DeVille?
2: Don't hang out. too much What's the point? Like, you know, you know. So, for me, we'll
0: do that again. What, what about you Mr. DeVille I
4: not for RV so I don't necessarily know what the question is
0: oh I'm sorry it was, uh, <laughs> that was a little bit of sound sorry um, what is the one mistake that you will never do again can
4: one of y'all tell me what the question is oh wait he can't hear
0: you on your end um, oh you can't hear me Oh. so so
1: So So what? Is, so what is, so how do I repeat
0: wait, can't hear. Uh, what is what is one mistake that you will never do again
4: what is one mistake that you will never do again one mistake that I would never do again, uh, that's a good question, not believing in myself. Mm-hmm. I think that if you can't champion for yourself and you can't rally for yourself, no one else will do that, and no one should ever make you feel bad for being your own biggest cheerleader. So I'll never again allow someone to force me into feeling as if I can't be my full self.
0: Okay, Mr. Morrison.
1: Yeah, uh,
3: so I'm about to get a little (laughs) real. Go right ahead. Do I need a tissue? Do I need a tissue before we start? Right, uh, 2019, I got
1: a D1, and it was one of the hardest, most insane things that I've ever been involved in
3: in my entire life. I've never been arrested, never had any issues with the law, right. ever. In my entire in my entire life. Um, and one thing I would never do again is not realize that just because I don't think that I'm feeling some type of way or um at a level of drunkenness, does mean that I am not <laughs> you know that, mm-hmm. um they will arrest your ass in the middle of the uh, That's one of those things that I feel like I have to really take into account whenever I, whenever I do anything. I have to think about it.
1: Yeah.
3: One thing that I learned. One thing that I learned is that people say that I have a high tolerance. High tolerance. Yeah. What's okay. that? It's a bad note. It doesn't mean you're not at a level of this. It just means so that
1: confident. you're still okay. But if someone no ever posts you over that, day, you're still okay.
3: Mm-hmm. So, yeah,
1: that's
3: the thing that we're doing here. Drive while you're on. Or drive while
1: you're feeling mm-hmm. like i
2: that I've had more noise than I've had a lot. And Mike saw that, that behind you. Nephew music? Mike. I
0: don't know. Um, I heard music. No, I just heard music somewhere. Uh,
3: that's probably my mom. She used to be
4: Hello? You know. Um, you, but, uh, you know, um for me, not me not uh, like, I, I, I I think was it's gonna uh sell that's a major one because there are a lot of goals and things that I could have accomplished a long time ago if it wasn't for the self-doubt or the
3: beliefs that it couldn't be done because of my own insecurities. I would say self-doubt would be that I would. Like I said, I'll start over from January of 88 if I could. Really like, okay. yeah, sure, I can do that. And just accomplish more.
0: Mm-hmm. Why would you want to change that? In January nineteen, January nineteen eighty eight. Uh, what? Oh boy, we're moving around. Okay. Okay. And Mr. McGill? I said it already. Oh, you did. That's right. I'm sorry. Wait, who do I miss? Did I miss they? Oh me? Oh no, I don't have to answer. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, so I, I don't know the the one mistake. Um, God, oh God, the one mistake that I would not want to do again uh, is um, picking the wrong person, <laughs> yeah, relationship wise. I don't want to do that again. I also I know it's going to happen again, <laughs> but I think that I've gotten wiser and, and got a little more insight into what I want from a relationship so I hope that I can at least pick the right person and be my forever person so um, so the best piece of advice that was given to you Marzavian, the best piece of advice
4: that was given to me mm-hmm. uh I don't know, let me think. The best advice that was given to me probably was to follow through with publishing my first book. That was something I had talked about, mm-hmm. talked about, but before you start the process, it can appear overwhelming. But I knew in my mind that I had already created the story, so. Being able to just like flesh out some ideas amongst friends. I had one friend like, stop making excuses and like just get it done. So I mm-hmm. stopped making the excuses and I got it done. Mm-hmm. And once it was completed, just that sense of accomplishment was like one of the best feelings I had ever had. Because one of the greatest things about publishing is no matter what happens to me, that will
0: always yes, always be there. So, Always, right. it so it's always be there. My
4: way of starting to create or continue to write my story and create my legacy. So, that was yeah. some good advice. Sometimes yeah. you need to hear those hard things like stop making these juices and like this food. So, mm. that
1: was it.
0: Good. Nephew Mike, what about you? Your the best advice that was ever given to you. Wait a minute, your you
2: mic. Sound, you sound further away. Speak into it. Yeah.
0: Mm-mm. D'Angelo, how about you? while well, he fixes his mic.
3: Yeah. Mm.
1: advice that I was given is to take care of yourself, to think about yourself, to make sure that your mental
3: health is together. um, Because this work can be incredibly hard on anybody. Yeah.
0: yeah, It definitely could. It definitely could. Mike, did we get your mic working? No. No, no, it's still not working. Okay. So, so, Mark Xavier. um, so a fun little, fun little uh, question. Could you live? Could you go um, a week without your cell phone, without your smartphone?
4: Hell yes! Please give me a reason Re- to go without <laughs> it. <laughs> My phone equates work, my phone equates business.
1: Mm. Very seldom do I like just get on the phone and talk to my friends for hours.
4: I'm a face-to-face conversationalist. I love that personal interaction. But just talking on the phone is one of those things I don't like to do that other people like to do.
1: Yeah. But I had an excuse. For instance, like when I traveled internationally, I went to Belize um, in
4: graduate school, and my phone didn't work, and I had an excuse and a reason not to answer
0: my phone the right. <laughs> whole
4: week. It was the best week of my
2: life. Mm. Mm. So, yes. You please. could go. Yes.
0: So, you definitely could do it. How about you, Mr. Miguel?
2: Yes. I had a similar experience. Um. I mean, short answer, yes. Uh, <laughs> yes, so we were on way to Puerto Rico. My sister, my brother-in-law,
1: and I, we were meeting my friend Matt there. Mm-hmm. We were in Valdosta with my cousin, you know. So the night before we were to fly out, we
2: went out to downtown Valdosta. What, was, what is downtown Valdosta? Anyway, my phone slipped up my hand and broke.
1: Ooh. <laughs>
2: I was like,
1: oh, shit. Uh, (laughs) You know, trying to find sprint stores and all. Like, how am I going to get a phone by tomorrow morning?
2: But, yeah, I mean, it was nice to, like, not have to have the worry or stress or whatever of mm -hmm. even, I mean, fuck, like, emails and text messages and phone calls, but even that desire, that strong desire I had to capture a photo, you know, Mm. capture a sunset, capture a picture of a the you know, shit like that. Like, mm. I mean, I'm neurotic about it, you know. So it was really nice to, at a certain point, be able to kind of let that go and just
1: experience, mm. you know. Yeah.
2: So yeah.
0: I had to go a few hours without my phone when my phone fell out of my hand and fell into the sewer. <laughs> oh, you're
1: <terrific. laughs> That
0: was an absolute. It was like something out of a TV show. I was like, "How did you go through the grate? Like you couldn't just hit the sidewalk, hit the curb, or nothing. No, you went straight (laughs) through the grate and into the sewer." I was like, "Oh my god." Okay, yeah, (laughs) that was the best. (laughs) So, speaking of cell phones, what's your what's your most used emoji, D'Angelo? Please don't let it be the poopy one. <laughs> not the eggplant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, not that one. That's my second emoji
1: Um, the most used mm-hmm. is, is probably the laughing emoji with the
0: tears come out of the eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah I use that one a lot. Uh, yeah. What? Oh my God! See what I tell you? There you go. <laughs> mm-hmm. How about you? Uh, wait, nephew, have you back? Is your mic what's going I think, on? Uh, I think so. And okay, I, yep, I can hear you now. What's your uh what's your most used emoji? Smiley face. The smiley face? Just the teeth. Oh, the one with the, te- <laughs> <Just> the
1: teeth.
0: <laughs> ah, okay. I I like that. So, um, I got some really interesting answers the other day when I asked this question. So, if there was a zombie apocalypse, who would be your three people that would be on your team? Anywhere. Anybody it could be anybody. You need three people you need three people on your team because you're you guys gonna have to fight these zombies. So who could who do you want knowing that they got your back? <laughs> so the other day I got
2: Jason state
0: though. Jason oh I, need, oh, I need the guys from NCIS
2: Los Angeles. All of them? And I was thinking he was talking about, was
0: was talking about <laughs> more
2: people like that you know, not people that
0: are like Well, I would definitely definitely need some kind of medical person, just in case someone gets hurt. Um, Someone that knows some kind of uh, fighting skills, martial arts, jiu-jitsu, something like that. You know, some kind of military person. And then um, definitely someone like Donnell Lamar is very resourceful. So I would definitely need someone resourceful. So, if we need to find shelter, if we need to find food, if we need to... So, we definitely need to, <laughs> Need someone like that. <laughs> but
2: who? Like, you're not naming people.
0: So... Uh, so I, no, I haven't... Like well, what types of yeah, I guess for me... <laughs> I'll skip this one.
1: Got
0: it. Yeah, I, it's it's really strange when you think about, like, it's almost like who you... If the world was coming to an end, who would you want in your on your team?
2: Look, you just better
0: some people for real, for real. That, that yeah. part, I don't know too many medical no, no, no. people. Like, how do would know how to.
2: D'Angelo, first of all.
4: <laughs> well, listen, because you know I'm a huge
0: walking dead man. Right. Yeah, yeah.
4: Rick Grimes and Michonne. Right. right. Yes, yes. I am Rick and Period. Michonne. Put together Period. Period. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's it. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah.
0: That yeah. Is my name. It's uh, really hard
3: question. Um Obviously, I'll be there as Rick Ryan and Michelle. But also, I would want a medical professional, like you said, um, and someone that can help me mentally, that can be somebody that I can, like, confide in and um, have a conversation with mentally. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Um, you guys I don't know if people on your channel know but uh, Gerald Nunez is one of my really really good friends yeah um, he's somebody that I can have a real conversation with so absolutely him uh, he will be somebody that, that can talk me down from dumb decisions
1: that I would mm. Um
3: and then uh
1: this is, I need a fighter who would
0: be a right. fighter oh you know uh, you know um <laughs> You know we we know some fighters. There's there's a few of them out there. <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna name any name names right now, but <laughs> there's a few of them out there that love to. They, that's that's what they do. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's exactly what. I, I need a fighter, Richard. You know, Richard, my other best friend, Richard, mm-hmm. is not
3: uh, a fighter, and I would love to have him there,
1: but bitch, he would kill us both. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my! <laughs> I no idea who the fighter is, but whoever yes. it is,
3: whoever my other person will be, will be someone that can fight. Um, but at the end of the day, everybody should
0: want me on that team, because I would kill a bitch. Bam, that part right there. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's the fighter. Himself. Yes, see. So, uh, Nephew, what's uh, What's one thing you want to accomplish before you
1: die?
3: That is, that is my oh. major I do want to write a book. Um, that would be the one for me. Uh, know,
0: an autobiography got you. How about you, Mark Xavier? I would love to start a family and continue to write books in my little cabin in the woods. Yes, I like it. It's, not, it's
4: not like the, big, the beginning of a serial killer
0: story. Oh, my God. Wait on
4: it. It's going to be a story coming out a little later this fall.
0: See?
1: Well, well,
0: well. <laughs> <laughs> nice plug. I love it. How about you, Mr. McGill? I don't know. Um, I don't really
2: know about things like that. You know what I'd like to take? Wait, the question was, what do I want to do before I die?
1: Uh-huh.
2: Something. Mm-hmm. Have a moment of peace in your head. <laughs> My like, God! Okay, for real. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Who knows? That won't I don't even know what that would be like. To be honest, with you. Um, mm. I love the idea of being in a secluded area in the woods, where I
1: can still—not nah, maybe not the woods, but I want to mm. be in the mountains and the beach area. You know? Mm. But just—I want to spend like a month just out in the middle of nowhere, sort of. Uh huh. Okay. <laughs> ah.
2: Yeah I, and afraid. To feel like that. yeah, I wanted to feel like that, but you know, I still have access to things I need, you know? Mm-hmm. I just don't want to be around a lot of people. I want to have like peace.
1: Mm. Okay.
0: We'll uh D'Angelo tell us an animal that you're scared of the most. Oh good Lord Jesus. Um anything that's not a dog work at <laughs> <laughs> anything no, else uh, <laughs>
3: you're so, scared of everything
4: you, I can't grill with you
3: right now
4: uh, one of the things that scares me the most
3: like one of my biggest phobias is dead animals ugh uh, uh,
0: listen I will cross the street before I walk literally past a damn yeah you, Huge
3: phobia of mine. Huge Ugh. fear of
1: mine. I don't know why
0: it is a thing. It I don't like seeing them in the street either. You know, the possum, when the possums fact? be dead and stuff, and the brats and stuff. I, mm. Yeah, like, I, I don't walk <laughs> I have to walk
1: past
2: <laughs> Yeah. I mean, is it because of the smell, or you're afraid somewhere in you is going to, like, come back to life? Like, what is that? I, I, you know, Once the flies and when
3: the blithers start picking at it, it's because not just at dead animals, but dead people as well. Um, at funerals, I have a hard time, like, walking up to the casket and, like, engaging that type of faith. Yeah. Um, so I think I have Same a huge
1: phobia or fear of death in general. Yeah,
0: i i I don't like do I don't like doing that either. I'll I'll go to the funeral if I, you know, but I don't want to go up and look at the funeral in the casket and all that. now. can't. Uh, Marzavian, uh, how <laughs> this one? So, do you have a Hollywood crush?
4: Oh God, <laughs> I have
1: several. Oh, ah, I, uh, I don't know. I'm in love with Will Smith. Mm-hmm.
4: Like after he started rapping,
1: though. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> uh,
4: I don't know. I mm. also I have a huge crush on Megan the Staggin right now. Man. Okay, know. she's so cute. To me. <laughs> she's so fine. Like, jeez. Okay. So, um, Megan, Thee be my my top guy and my top girl. Okay,
0: got you, got you, got you, nephew Mike. So. Let me, t- let me ask you this about, have you ever sent or received a text that said, we need to talk?
1: Hmm, every day. <laughs> <laughs> every day? <laughs>
0: so, so how did you feel when you sent it, or, or did you receive it? I never say we need to talk. Or always,
1: number one, I need to talk is already a question, so I go ahead and ask what I need to ask. Uh, I don't uh, like I need to talk, and I don't like I got a question
2: for you because it's already starting the conversation.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, but you've received the text. We need to talk, and how did it make you?
2: How did it make you on, feel? Depending on what stage in my life it was, oh, what did I do
0: now at this stage in my life? What did you do? Uh we need to talk? I ain't <laughs> right. <laughs> <I'm old. Like. laughs> I don't like that I do not like that feeling. I don't I mean, I've had the I've had the text before sent to me. I've never sent it to somebody. But I've had that, that I've had it sent to me and I'm like and like you, I was thinking, what the hell did I do? Then I start, I start going through my mind like, uh what happened? Did something happen? Like I need to yeah, so it's not a good feeling. I'm pretty,
2: uh, I'm pretty
1: sure I washed the dishes last night. I mean come on.
0: <laughs> <Six>. <laughs> so you know what? That was really cool. So you know, it's time for a uh, game of the day. It's gonna go really quick. It's a lot of fun too. This is the one I wanted to play the other day. um So oh, the
2: one that
1: you- yeah,
0: okay. it's called uh you know Greatest of All Time. So you get to, you have to choose which person is the greatest of all time from the multiple choice that I'm going to give you. Okay. You gonna do this four times? Yeah. Uh, well whoever wants to jump in can do it. So uh the greatest of all time dancer, I got uh Chris Brown, Janet Jackson, Sierra, and Michael Jackson. Sierra. Si- <laughs> the answer is Janet Jackson. Uh, right see right, I was gonna say it's Janet Jackson. <laughs> Michael's good, yeah, yeah. But see, Chris. So technically, technically, Chris, like a technical dancer, to me, Chris Brown is like he—he's really, he's really like really technical. But Janet is my Janet's my girl.
3: Technical dancer and freestyle dancer.
0: Oh, Janet. See, to me, Janet's not. She's not a, a, as much of a freestyle as she is a technical. Chris can do both. You know? Sierra is just off the chain with it. She really raw, is. raw talent doesn't equal uh technical or <laughs> but out Janet of the, out of the group of people given. Well Yeah, Janet is to me Janet is the, the one everything that was before her. <laughs> that doesn't See. make her any less better.
4: No, that's the gun supposed <laughs> to learn oh, from the day.
0: Don't get I
3: love and, uh, and, uh, uh, she's the best dancer of today's day. <laughs> However, if we we're talking <laughs> about technical <laughs> and freestyle Shit. dancing, at the end of, uh, the, of the day, it's
1: the You
3: <laughs> know <laughs> what?
0: So the greatest of all time comedian, we have uh Monique, Eddie Murphy, <laughs> Richard Pryor, and Robin Harris. Eddie man. Pryor. I yeah, I'm David gonna Harris go Harris with Richard Pryor yeah,
2: <laughs> no. yeah.
0: yeah. baby's kids you don't know baby's kids
1: he,
0: he was yeah he was hilarious I'm I'm going with Richard Pryor <laughs> Uh lord have mercy okay so greatest of all time oh sorry my bad uh, you know what <laughs> greatest of all time hip-hop star
2: love travels.
0: what the oh i love it love it love it love it so the greatest of all time hip-hop star uh, cardi b Nicki minaj drake or biggie None
4: of the above. Ah. <laughs> I say Drake. Just by like numbers.
0: And like oh, God. Um, greatest of all time. None of the above. I'm going to probably go. I'll go with. I like Biggie. I really do. I like,
2: I like him. I would buy Drake before I buy the others. <laughs> Okay. I'm
1: going to say Lil Wayne. <gasps> Lil Wayne
2: is. He, he, he wasn't a choice. But he he is good. I do like him too. Um.
0: So, what about the greatest of all time female singer? We have. Oh, uh, Lord. You better not put Whitney on there because that's yours. Aretha. do just add a name. Aretha. Beyonce. Mariah Carey. And Whitney Houston. Aretha.
1: I'll give you Aretha. I'll give you that. Aretha. Mm. You know I
2: Aretha. That's a hard one between Aretha.
0: and, I, and Whitney. Yeah. Whitney. Whitney is bomb diggity. I'm going. I'm. I'm, allow- I'm. You know, of course, I'm going with Whitney. So. <laughs> I just think about how pivotal Aretha was during like civil rights movement. She paved the way for a lot of people. She did. She was, she she did. was singing
4: in yeah. places that black people weren't singing in. She really was. It was a thing. Yeah, so that's in itself is just like amazing. Yeah. yeah, but when I also when I listen to some of her older stuff
1: um, that wasn't like released back then. Yeah, I forgot what album it is, but it's
2: like a two disc album or whatever. Man, how she sounded way back in some of the early recordings. I
1: was like, Man. "This bitch
0: sang." She was Man, singing. I was like, Damn. <laughs> uh, Yeah. So, okay. So since we did the females, we got to do the males. So the greatest of all time, male singers. So we have Marvin Gaye, Marvin Gaye, Sam Cooke, Luther Vandross, and Bruno Mars. Mar- Bruno Mars is a great figure to me. Not Bruno. Johnny <laughs> Johnny Hathaway. Or Johnny Hathaway. <laughs> you, but now that would be really hard if you guys had the four of them in the same group. <laughs> um, name so, so Bruno Mars is eliminated immediately. Okay. <laughs> so then you're left with Chris. You're left with Luther Vandross, Sam Cooke, and Marvin Gaye. Yes, the two of them passed away before you were born, yes. But they still have a legacy.
2: Is that before January eighty eight?
0: Before January of eighty eight, yes. So and then the very last thing is one word to describe your black boy joy. Say it again. The one one (laughs) word to describe your black boy joy. okay don't everybody go at one time (laughs) wait what you say nephew unapologetic Ooh, yeah naked positive
4: okay infinite
0: infinite oh yeah okay
2: That's
3: Listen, <laughs> Overcomer, we, are,
2: we overcome.
0: Wow, yes, our resilience, yes. I, yeah, I completely agree with you on that.
1: Resilience, that's, that's,
0: it. Right. that's yes. it.
1: That's yes.
0: it. Yes. <laughs> so, thank you guys so much. I hope you guys had a good time. Yes. I had a great time. I had a great time doing this. All so, great. we'll definitely have the next time get you guys back on the show. So, um, Mark Zabian, let everybody know where you're going to be, where they can find you, where they can find your books.
4: So if you want to know more information about Southern trees or a collection of a heart, check out my web page, www.morzavian.com. Um, you have all the updates there and ways to contact me. It's also located on the website. You can also follow me on Facebook or Instagram at Morzavian. Yay. Yes. Hey,
0: and Mr. Morrison, how about you?
1: A-V-I-A-N. Yes.
0: See, he's such a he has such a cool name. I love his cool. name, Mark Savannah. And D'Angelo, how about you? Where can people find your uh Absolutely. find you? Absolutely. My name is D'Angelo Morrison. You can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, any of those
3: places as D'Angelo Morrison. But also follow my organization, he is valuable. He is valuable....... Follow us. Check us out. Follow us on all social medias. Um, Snapchat um, as he is
0: back. Yes. Uh-huh. And Nephew Bank, how about you? You, I know you have your new show coming up.
2: I can be followed on Lil Boy, Boy Squirt on Instagram or you can also go um, on my page Good People um, where we're going to be starting new ventures and branching out a little bit from Black Boys, but it's still all the same umbrella.
0: Yes. Excellent. And Mr. McGill, we'll see you on Black Boy Joy. <laughs> As always,
1: Chavi i on Black Boy Joy. Yes.
0: Thank you guys again so much. I hope we, hope you had a fun. Um, and I want everyone to make sure we're staying safe out there, doing your, you know, playing, uh, playing by the rules. And we're gonna, uh, we're gonna overcome this, this mess that's out here that's, uh, you know, keeping us from not being around each other. So with that being said, we'll see you next time on the Black Boy Joy Show. Have a great day. You guys say bye.
2: Bye, <laughs>